John the second chapter from verse 13 to 17 message translation when the Passover feast celebrated each spring by the Jews was about to take place Jesus traveled up to Jerusalem he found the temple teeming with people selling cattle and sheep and doves the loan sharks were also there in full strength Jesus put together a whip out of strips of leather and chased them out of the temple, stampeding the sheep and cattle, upending the tables of the loan sharks, spilling coins left and right. He told the dove merchants, get your things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a shopping mall. That's when his disciples remembered the scripture, zeal for your house consumes me. Bible Before Breakfast, Mildred Kingsley-Gongo here. Good morning. We're still talking about emotions all month long, and today we're going to talk about an emotion I'm all too familiar with, anger. Yes, you heard me right, <laughs> anger. One of the emotions that I am all too familiar with. Now, I started this off because remember, we have a high priest who is touched by the feelings of our weaknesses and our emotions. He's touched by our feelings. And one of the reasons why we know he's touched is because he encountered most of these, all these emotions at every point, yet he didn't sin. So the question is, how was Jesus able to do it? What did he do that we need to do? And so this morning, one of the most common scriptures that show Jesus angry, even though there are a couple more, especially when he was talking to the Pharisees, he, he would get upset with them. But this scripture is one that people know all too well. Jesus, his mother, his brothers, and his disciples went into Jerusalem because of the Passover feast. And Jesus found his way into the temple. In fact, the Passion Translation tells us that he walked into the temple courtyard and he's, as he got there, he noticed that it was filled with merchants that were selling oxen, lambs, doves for exorbitant prices. While others were overcharging as they exchanged currency behind their counters. So Jesus found some rope. So I think that even though Jesus was angry, he didn't act rash which is one of the major lessons I hope that we'll pick from this. Jesus didn't act rash. He took his time to find some rope. He took his time to make it into a whip. Then he drove out every one of them and their animals from the courtyard of the temple. And he kicked over their tables filled with money. He scattered it everywhere. And he shouted at the merchants yelled at them he said get these things out of here don't you dare make my father's house into a center for merchandise it says that it was at that point that his disciples remembered the scripture as i am consumed with a fairy passion to keep your house pure so jesus anger had a goal it wasn't just throwing a temper tantrum jesus had a goal he had a reason why he was upset 
and he had an action plan which ensured that he did not sin. And why is this so important? Because the Bible tells us in Ephesians 4 verse 26, it says, be angry, but don't sin. It says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Some versions say, be angry, yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Amplified version explains to us when, at what point God makes it okay for us to be angry. Because sometimes I feel like people have a problem with anger. The problem itself is not with anger. The problem is with sin. Sin as a result of anger. That's the real problem. Amplified encourages us to be angry. It says be angry. And then explains at what? Be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior. It says yet do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame, nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. I'll read that again and I'll read it slowly. Because a lot of times we've given anger a bad rap. Anger in itself is not bad. It's only bad when sin is attached to it. I remember my son David, when he was much younger, he would throw tantrums and he'd go, Argh! and I'm like, David, what's wrong? Says, I'm angry. Argh! I'm angry, mommy. And he's growling. <laughs> and I'll say, oh, that's fine. Be angry. Just don't sin. And the people around would always wonder, why would you tell your son to be angry? That's not right. Anger is good. It's an emotion God gave to us. What's wrong with anger is sin. So there are things we can be angry at, and that's what Jesus showed us. Jesus was angry at sin. Jesus was angry at immorality. Jesus was angry at injustice. Jesus was angry at ungodly behavior. Jesus was angry at the fact that these people were selling oxen, lambs, and doves for exorbitant prices. Some others were overcharging when they exchanged currency behind counters. Jesus was angry, but he had a plan in his anger. It was the anger that propelled him to make a whip and to drive them all out of the temple. And he yelled at them and he told them why he was angry. He said, get out of here. Don't make my father's house into a center for merchandise. And so the issue was the fact that he wanted to keep his father's house pure. That's what it was about. It says, don't let your anger cause you shame. and Don't allow it to last until the sun goes down. So anger is not the issue. The issue is what you do when you're angry. Let me read you another scripture that you would find interesting. It's actually a scripture that is like a cross-reference to this one. It's Psalm 4 verse 4. It says, be angry, yet do not sin. Then it tells us what to do. It says, on your bed, set your heart and be still. So God says, you're angry, that's fine. Just don't sin. What you need to do is get on your bed and begin to set your heart. Why am I angry? Jesus was angry. It was more of a fiery passion that had consumed him because he wanted to keep his father's house pure. Some other versions say that he told them, he said, 
this is my father's house which should be a house of prayer but you have somehow turned it into a den of thieves so it was really about the fact that he was angry against immorality he was angry against injustice he was angry at their ungodly behavior it wasn't just a temper tantrum so yes does god expect us to be angry yes he gave us the emotion but does he expect us to sin when we're angry no and how do we make sure that doesn't happen james 1 verse 19 to 20 the new international version tells us my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires I can give you so many examples of when I have made mistakes in my anger and the real reason why that would happen is because I wasn't quick to listen I wasn't slow to speak and I was definitely not slow to become angry and in my anger all I could think of was how to harm the other person that I was angry at and human anger like God says does not produce the righteousness that God desires if you notice here the Bible says that Jesus was filled with a fiery passion to keep God's house pure so it was a God kind of anger it was righteous indignation if you like but human anger is the total opposite human anger is about how to harm the other person because you have a certain perception that something has been taken from you usually that's the root cause of anger you feel like something has been taken from you or something has been done to you that cannot be replaced so you want to fight back you want to hurt the other person you want to be angry but you see the Bible says that if you are quick to listen if you are slow to speak and if you are slow to become angry then you will be able to deal with anger properly Proverbs 14 29 tells us that people with understanding control their anger it says a hot temper shows great foolishness I'll read that again in fact let me read that in another version the King James Bible says that he that is slow to anger or wrath is of great understanding so a patient man or someone who doesn't get angry quickly has great understanding but if you are hot-tempered or quick-tempered, you will get into trouble quickly. Amplified Bible tells us that he who is slow to anger has great understanding and profits from his self-control. But he who is quick-tempered exposes and exalts his foolishness for all to see. Do you see that? Jesus didn't just get, get into the temple and say, Oh, everything's not, going, everything's not going right. So I'm just going to... No, he took his time. He looked for rope. In the time he was looking for rope, he must have been processing what he was going to do. He had a plan. He had a plan. Listen, if you are slow to get angry, Proverbs 16.32 tells us, you are better than a warrior. And he who controls his temper is greater than one who captures his city. Think about that. If you are slow to anger, you are better than a warrior. Proverbs 16.32 I'll tell you a recent story, something that happened, which I'm sure some of you may even remember. 
So to be honest, one of the things I've been dealing with a lot in this season of grief is anger. I've been a bit short-fused. Little things get me upset. I'm snapping at everyone. And I've really just been trying to process it. And unfortunately, I haven't been able to stay away from people because my job requires to still be in the face of people. But I've dealt with my own share of anger in this last couple of weeks. Angry at everything, really. And I can't even explain why because it changes nothing. <laughs> so, um, a few days ago, I was back on 3 p.m. with p.m. And I must say, I haven't been ready, um, but that constant feeling of people need you, you are the one mourning, not them, um, you still need to do God's work, and all of those kind of thoughts got me back before I was ready. And so on one of those days, I was talking about how a lot of women have shut down their lives because all they're dreaming about is marriage. And in the process, um, people were writing comments and you know of course how you can have trolls people could just come and write silly things on your on your um, on the comment section of when you're doing your live and so i had just blocked someone who'd written something silly and then someone else wrote a question and the truth is i wasn't slow to anger i wasn't patient to read what she had written let's just say that i did not apply james 1 chapter james 1 verse 19 to 20 i wasn't quick to listen i wasn't slow to speak and i wasn't slow to become angry i was already angry and i was really just not in the mood i was trying to make my point and get out of there and honestly these are not excuses i'm just giving you an example of what not to do and so it so happens that someone put a comment and you know comments just fly by quickly and i didn't quite read it clearly i just noticed that i was talking about people who dress up in wedding dresses and gather themselves and just be praying marriage 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 and i was saying that i I think that we're doing women an injustice because we make them feel like you're not fulfilled if you're not married your whole life somehow should revolve around marriage and women are shutting down their brains making wrong choices because they are not content to just be who god has made them to be and they refuse to recognize that marriage is just an addition that's not the core of your life and so in the midst of all of that someone put up a comment and said so what about people who go to church with blankets or things that they take believing god to have babies what's the difference and i didn't even stop to think i just went after the person like what's wrong with you why can't you guys just listen i'm trying to make a point and i was because like i said i was already angry and i just went off i just continued and i was and i was like i don't care if you want to be desperate in marriage why are you not paying attention that's that's the problem i have with this generation you guys can just make silly and stupid comments and i just went off and i had a check in my spirit like Maybe the person wasn't, but I was like, Holy Spirit, no, 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 no. This is what they do. They just want to talk. I just wanted to make a point and get out of there. I didn't want to be on that. Life. I just had that whole conversation with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, of course, being the gentleman that he is, was just quiet. And like, when you're ready, we'll have this conversation. I'm not having a shouting bout with you, Mildred. I'm not doing this. And so the Holy Spirit was quiet. And then I was quiet. And I sobbed a bit. And then after some time, I felt like, oh, Holy Spirit, I'm really sorry about it. But... I don't even know who was, you know, I don't even know if she was right or she was just a troll. And I was like, be slow to speak, be slow to become angry. 
you didn't listen you didn't check whether she was one you just went after her and i just kept quiet and a few days later i was scrolling through my phone and checking my dms something i don't do too often and then i saw this message and the recipe said open that message and i opened it and lo and behold it was this same girl who i had gone after honestly i didn't think much of it and she sent me excerpts of what i had said god i was so embarrassed and you know the scripture tells us in ephesians 4 amplified it says do not let your anger cause you shame nor allow it to last until the sun goes down and so she sent me some of the excerpts of some of the things i had said in my anger and i was so ashamed so embarrassed and she said to me it was my first time on your life and i was asking an honest and sincere question i was asking is there a difference between people who are believing god for children and take a blanket to church and someone who wears a wedding dress and carries a bouquet and goes for a prayer meeting said i sincerely wanted to know and she said i was so hurt but i went to my mentor who absolutely adores you and she told me that it was not personal it was not about you and that there are trolls who come on her page and comment and those were the people she was addressing and she said i was very hurt i am not a troll i will never be a troll i was sincerely asking a question and i had to apologize i took the time to explain and then it occurred to me really the anger of man can never never walk the righteousness of god when the bible says take your time to listen take your time to listen the bible says be angry but make sure that it doesn't cause you shame and don't allow it allow it to last long that was another lesson in james 1 19 to 20 and Ephesians 4 26 it was a true lesson for me at the time. Just like Moses allowed his anger to cause him to miss out on the promised land. And if you don't know that story, I encourage you to read your Bible. That's really what Bible Before Breakfast is about. Go and read your Bible. Read the story of Moses and find out how Moses missed out on a life that he should have had. He didn't enter the promised land, not because he was a sinner, not because he was an evil man but because of a moment of anger that he did not control. Remember, I said to you, he who is slow to anger is better than a warrior, and he who controls his temper is greater than one who captures a city. Listen, let's learn from God. Do it the way Jesus did it. He was angry, but he took his time to work out a plan. So what am I saying to you this morning? Be angry. Yes. Be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, at ungodly behavior. Yet, do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame. Do not allow it to last until the sun goes down. And this is me apologizing once again to you, Uche. I am sorry and I learned my lesson the hard way. Good morning.
What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible Before Breakfast with Mildred Kingsley Okonkwo.